Welcome back, everyone, to the Really Real Real Estate Podcast. Episode 144, the importance of getting pre-approved. As we enter the first week of March, we continue our discussion on a myriad of topics to help us get warmed up for the spring real estate market that is just weeks away. Maybe as you're listening to this, and maybe it's already here, uh, today is your friendly but in-depth reminder buyers <laughs> get pre-approved before you start looking for houses. We've mentioned this before, but we know that people are coming in in the middle and things like that. So it's just so important that we don't want you to uh, miss this concept here of getting your money together before <laughs> you go out and find the, your dream home and get your heart broken. Uh, my name is Lou Lombardi. Now here is your uh, real estate advisor himself, Mr. Jason Wilcox. Mr. Lombardi, how are you today? Doing great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. You know, we, we've we been doing this. I can't believe we've been doing this for two and a half, almost three years now. Yep. We started this back in 2020. And it's funny because I feel like um, it's one of those things that we say almost every podcast episode <laughs> in one in one way or another. We've had guests on to talk about it. We've said it ourselves. But, you know, we realized that after, you know, being on the air like this for three years, we may be picking up uh, some newer listeners, maybe um, some people that have not been with us from the start. If you have been with us from the start, thank you so much. Uh, we love your 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 support um, and, and your dedication to the podcast. And if you're newer, welcome. Uh, we're, we're excited to have you. So um, it's been a minute since we've talked about this. And so I just feel like um, as we prepare for another spring market, we need to just have your friendly PSA reminder, which is buyers, you've got to get pre-approved. Do I have to? Yes, yes, yes. There are no ifs, ands, or butt talks about it. You have to get pre-approved before you can start seriously looking at houses. Very, yeah, just that's it. Okay, thanks for listening. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's it. We'll see you next week. <laughs> so, but there's a little bit, there's a few things involved here. So like yes. a pre-approval letter. Now, what is that all about? Yes. So for you newer listeners, um, it's it's important to note that we pride ourselves on what I like to call being a one-on-one podcast. What that means is, you know, we we I really pride myself on saying, if you're a listener, we want to treat this like real estate one-on-one. We want to treat this as if you're a first-time home buyer, you're a first-time seller, you're a first-time investor. And we really want to go back to the beginning. Not, of course, to insult anybody's intelligence. We would never want to do that. But just if you've never bought a house before, we want to make sure you understand what these things are before we ask you to do them or to you know pursue something or head into a different into a certain direction. So a pre-approval letter is simply a letter um, or a piece of paper that will be issued by the you know lender, mortgage broker, um, you know whoever you're going to be working with on the lending side of things that says, hey, we've reviewed this person's income and assets and everything about them. And based on what we've reviewed, we can comfortably say we anticipate them being able to afford up to X amount of dollars when it comes to a house. It could be 150,000, it could be 325,000, it could be 650,000, it could be $1.5 million. It will tell us how much 
this lender feels you can afford when it comes to a house. Um, and the most important thing is the reason a lender will write that is because they have reviewed your financial situation. They've reviewed income, assets, debt, credit score, all of that. And based on their professional expertise, they're willing to put on paper that they feel you're pre-approved up to this amount. And when we go to make an offer, we give that piece of paper to the seller and the listing agent to show that we are pre-approved for that amount. And do not worry, there is no personal information other than your name um, and maybe your street address um, on that pre-approval, but none of your personal numbers are on there. Okay. And you sort of touched on this, but important, right? Why? It's yes. Okay. The reason it's so important is um, if you're new to the podcast and you've never met me before and you decide to sell your house and I say, hey, I want to buy your house. Here's an offer. You're asking $200,000. I think that's reasonable. Here is uh, an offer for $200,000. In the state of Pennsylvania, it's going to take anywhere between 30 and 60 days to close on the house. You're going to take your house off the market because you're anticipating that I'm going to buy your home, but you don't know me from Adam. That's okay. It's reasonably reasonably understandable that you would want some type of proof that I can afford your home, that you just don't take my word for it because you don't know me. You don't know me. And sadly, unfortunately, you know, there are a lot of bad people in this world. There are liars and cheaters and thieves. And even though I'm a great and wonderful guy, and if you don't believe me, you can ask Lou most days. <laughs> just don't ask him last night when I was sending him these episode guys no, really late and way past the deadline. But you know, yeah, he might vouch for me. But you know, if I'm buying if I'm buying your two hundred thousand dollar house, I want proof from somebody reputable. I may not trust you, but I'll trust PNC Bank or I'll trust Movement Mortgage or I'll trust, you know, uh, Capital One or who whoever, right? You know, I trust those people. Um, do Capital? I should I should know this because I have a Capital One card. I wonder if Capital One does mortgages. I feel like they do. Anyways, but you know what I'm you know what I'm getting at. I always say that I, I say something. I was like, I think they do mortgages. Anyways, uh, but yeah, you know, when you have proof from the bank or the lending institution that you're going to go through, that puts the seller at a little bit more ease knowing a professional. Because by the way, that pre-approval letter is not only going to have the, the logo and the information of the institution, but it's going to have all the contact information of the loan officer you've been working with. So that seller can actually reach out to the um the loan officer and just say, hey, we just want to verify the loan officer is not going to be able to give you specific details, but they could say, yes, we talked, we verified, we're, you know, we're, we're good to go. I feel confident writing this, you know, this pre-approval letter. Now, who gives us the pre-approval letter again? How do we go about getting that? Yes. So you are going to talk to, and the reason I bring this up is because a lot of people think it's me. It is not me. The last thing you want me to do is touch your money. Um, you want, you want to get in contact with me. I will get you in contact with, uh, who I feel are trusted lenders out there, but basically the pre-approval letter is going to come from whichever loan officer you're working for at the bank or lending institution. So again, whether you're working with PNC bank, citizens bank, Victorian finance, uh, movement mortgage, uh, rocket mortgage, um, cross country mortgage, whichever rep loan officer loan rep that you're working from that institution, that's who is going to give you that pre-approval letter. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, so what can I expect about getting pre-approved? 
So a couple things you need to get, you need to expect. First off, there is a difference between getting pre-qualified and getting pre-approved. I personally recommend getting pre-approved, but at the very least, you need to get pre-qualified. Pre-qualified means you're going to have a conversation with the lender. They're going to pull your credit score. And based on the conversation and the discussion, they go, okay, based on everything you've told me, we feel comfortable writing a pre-approval letter for this amount. That's what pre-qualified means. However, getting pre-approved means you have gone one step further. You've not just had a conversation with them and they've not just pulled your credit score, but the key difference with getting pre-approved is you've given them documents because the next question is, oh, will you say you make this much? Let me see your pay stubs. Let me see your tax returns. You need money to bring to closing. We need to see your bank statements. You've actually given them those documents. They have looked at them. They've submitted them to underwriting. And they say, okay, based on all the documents we've received, we really feel comfortable pre-approving you for this amount. And so the pre-approval is a little bit stronger. That's why you want to submit your documents up front because a pre-approval is stronger than a pre-qualification. Um, because basically they've looked at your documents, so they've already verified what they would do normally during the closing process. They've already done it up front ahead of time. I don't like, I love when my clients and my buyers get them their documents ahead of time. Number one, you're going to have to do it anyways. Might as well do it beforehand when things are not as crazy as when you're under contract and you're trying to do inspections and get title opened and get the appraisal and all this other stuff. Get those in ahead of time. Second, I feel more comfortable knowing the lender feels more comfortable that they've actually looked at your financials and that there's no surprises or there's nothing that you didn't think was going to be a big deal, but they did or vice versa. Maybe you were worried about something that the lender really wasn't worried about. Um, get get that to them up, up front. And lastly, getting them up front means they've done their homework and they can then process your loan faster so we can get you to a quicker closing. If you need to be closing in like 28 to 30 days, having that stuff ahead of time to them will allow us to be able to close quicker because they'll be able to expedite everything because they've already reviewed your documents ahead of time. So my personal recommendation, get your documents in. I'm not going to lie. It feels like a financial colonoscopy. It is. You have to go through it if you want the money. So just do it. And <laughs> the last bullet point, lose laughing because I put this in bolded, italicized red. I will scream this from the mountaintop. Get an estimated cost sheet. I will say it again. Get an estimated cost sheet. I have been on a run recently, and this is over multiple lenders, so I'm not pointing fingers at anyone in particular. But I've been on a run recently where I've had several buyers had to take a step back because they got the pre-approval letter uh, verifying that they could afford a certain amount of, of house, but the lender did not give them an estimated cost sheet. And then I'm having to break the news to them after we've looked at the house, after we've discussed putting an offer in, after I've started already prepping the paperwork, oh, the lender didn't give you a cost sheet. You didn't know that you had to bring $15,000, $30,000, $45,000, $60,000 to closing. And now that's going to alter our time frame a little bit. If a lender is worth a lick of salt, they should give this to you right away. This should actually be attached to your pre-approval. It should literally be pre-approval letter. And then the second page is your estimated cost sheet. If, if, if a lender has a tough time 
giving you an estimated cost sheet, there's a perfectly reasonable solution. Call me because I will get you with a lender who does give you a cost sheet so you are aware because we there absolutely are ways to get you a cost sheet, an estimated cost sheet ahead of time. So you got a rough idea of to what you need to bring to closing. And if if a lender says it's challenging or I don't know how to do this or you know it's hard without a property, uh-uh, that's not the right answer. Call me, I'll get it done for you. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah. Um, um, so what amount then should I get pre-approved for? So this is one of those, I, we, we got to come up for a fun name for this. This is one of uh, Mr. Jason's, uh, personal tidbits, private tidbits when it comes to working with his clients. We we we, we, we got to come up with that. This is one of like, I don't know, like a bonus an item or a bonus note. You know how there's like a fun come up for, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking out loud here on the air. We got it. We got it. We got to come up with something like this is one of those uh, fun, friendly tidbits that you should put like in your little bucket of tidbits that Jason gives you throughout the, uh, <laughs> the course of the buying or selling process. Okay. This is, there's two schools of thoughts. Some people say, Get pre-approved for what you want to buy. You want to buy up to two hundred fifty thousand. Get a pre-approval for two hundred fifty thousand. If you want to buy up to three hundred thousand, get a pre-approval for three hundred thousand. That's one school of thought. The other school of thought is get pre-approved for your max amount. My recommendation is the latter. I recommend getting pre-approved for the max amount for two reasons. Number one, I don't give a diddly squat what numbers on the pre-approval i've had pre-approval i've had people pre-approved wow that's tongue twister (laughs) way above way above what they actually ended up buying i don't care what the number on the page is i just need to know oh you want to buy a three hundred thousand dollar house great that number is 550 we can do that oh great you want to buy a two hundred thousand dollar house that number is 325 we're good to go oh you want to buy a five hundred fifty thousand dollar house nope that number says 275 get your butt back into the 275 range i just need to know that you're working within the parameters of where you want to be the reason i recommend getting pre-approved for your maximum for two reasons one some people go well i don't want people to know the maximum of what i can afford that that that's a very misguided thought. At the end of the day, you're only going to offer what you want to offer. And you know, people go, Well, I don't want them knowing I can afford more. It doesn't matter. If they're asking 250 and you don't want to pay more than 235 for it, you just tell them you're not going to pay more than 235. And guess what? You might have to dig your heels in and walk away if you can't come to an agreement. I'm sorry, but your pre-approval amount is not going to determine whether a, a, you can come to an agreement on, on a purchase price. At the end of the day, if your max amount is X, you go in knowing that, you're either going to come to a, a, an agreement or not. And if you're not, you're going to move on and you're going to go to the next house. It's as simple as that. So that's negotiation 101. That has nothing to do with what's on your pre-approval amount. But here's the second and more important reason why I say get pre-approved for your max amount. If I had a dollar for every time this happened, Lou, you and I together would have moved to the Bahamas by now, and they wouldn't. We would be off. We'd be off of the grid, and they would never find us. We'd be sipping pina coladas with those little okay. fun straws on the beach. Are you a pina colada man? Mm, I haven't had a pina colada in probably. 35 years I, yeah. I couldn't even tell you if i am or not <laughs> i'm not a big pina colada fan either it's kind of tart it's kind of it was kind of tart the last time i had i also feel like pina coladas are one of those ones they're either well made or they're horribly made like they're either like you have a bartender that knows what they're doing or uh you don't Bana- which is a banana, side note, banana daiquiri 
Ooh, ooh, I like that. I like that. But let's be honest. You know what the best part about having a a, a, a a bad bartender versus a good bartender? If you just want bourbon on the rocks, you can't screw that you can't up. Can't mess that up. Can't mess that up. <laughs> exactly. But um, <clears throat> the reason I recommend getting the max amount is this. Let's say you only want to spend up to 250 or let's say you got a pre-approval for the house that you made an offer on last week and it was 235, you know, but you're pre-approved up to 350. You don't want to go up that high, but you could if you had to. And we're looking around and we're just, we're just not finding what we want in that 235 to 250 range. Remember, you got the pre-approval letter for 250, even though the lender said we could pre-approve you up to 350. And all of a sudden, one weekend, <clears throat> there's an open house and you happen to go through this house that's 270. And you're like, you know what? This this is everything. It's updated. We wouldn't have to do anything. This is what we want. You know, we're willing to pay a little bit more because there wouldn't be anything that we'd have to do. It's still comfortable within our budget. We've crunched the numbers and we feel comfortable, even though this is more than what we were originally going to spend. We looked at the numbers. We're comfortable. We're OK. This is exactly what we want. We'll make an offer. We'll put an offer on the house. Lou, do those situations ever happen Wednesday at two o'clock? No. <laughs> when do they happen? They happen Saturday night at 7.30. And guess what? You are pre-approved up to 350, but you have this pre-approval for 250 and you want to make a house at 270. And shocker, you're freaking out because it's 7.30 on a Saturday and I don't have a pre-approval for, for the amount. And now I have to like put my tail between my legs and explain to a listing agent why I'm making a house for an offer on a house for 270 and they're only pre-approved up to 250. And shocker, it's Saturday night. You can't get a hold of the lender because the lender's trying to have a personal life and now you've shot yourself in the foot. Get it for the max amount. So if something, you know, rapidly comes up on the weekend and you can't get a hold of the lender, you still have your pre-approval for the max amount so that you're good to go and you're covered so you can make the offer. Because again, the number on the paper is just the number on the paper. We don't have to spend it nearly as much as that. I just need to know that you can afford it. So get the max amount. You will thank me later. Okay. The whole, the whole, episode is about pre-approval however what if can you actually make an offer without a pre-approval letter not that you should but can you i'm going to answer that question with another question lou <laughs> can i make a, an offer without a pre-approval letter yes you can however you can also choose to walk outside with no pants on <laughs> well, you can sometimes that's uh no <laughs> you can you can choose to shout obscenities in the middle of church on Sunday morning. You can choose to walk down the street and give everyone you come in contact with the middle finger. You're not going to get very far if you do so. So can you make an offer without a pre-approval letter? Yes. But the best example I can give is you can also walk outside with no pants on. Uh, you're not going to get very far. And by the way, as a side note, I love making that statement because that's the, to me, that's the greatest test of, of whether or not I'm going to enjoy working with a buyer or not. Cause most of my buyers find that analogy very funny. Uh, but I have some buyers that don't. And if they don't find that funny, I'm like, Oh, we're not going to have fun working together. I'll still work with you. I'll still work with you. You didn't find that joke funny. I'll still work with you. But I always enjoy the people that, that find that joke funny more than the ones that don't. But no, the answer is you can make an offer without a pre-approval letter, but you're not going to get very far. The, the short answer is it doesn't hold much weight and there's no, 
no trust that you can actually afford that amount. So I, I can tell you this much as a listing agent, I would be telling my seller, we want to see a pre-approval letter before we accept this offer. We're not going to accept any offer um, that is um, that, that does not have a pre-approval letter and, and to foreshadow to next week's episode, Lou, like what I did there. If you're in a multiple bid situation, don't even think about it because if you submit an offer without a pre-approval letter, again, if I'm on the listing side, that is going to the bottom of the pile because I just can't trust that you haven't, you know, done, um, you know, your research to make sure that you can afford that amount. I don't want to take that risk and take the property off the market. So um, you, you need to have it. You need to get it done because you're not going to get very far without it. Okay, so it seems like we covered a lot here. Was there anything uh, you want to stress or mention before we wrap up for today? Any final, any final thoughts? If you are new to the game, and when I say new to the game, I mean either new to this podcast or new to just home buying in general. Pre-approvals kind of sound like a pain in the butt. They are. I'm not going to lie. They are. They're not the most fun, but they're super crucial. They're like colonoscopies. They're important. <laughs> That's actually probably the best way to do it. It's Getting pre-approved is like getting a colonoscopy, but it's it's super imperative when it comes to buying a house. And if you go, well, this is a lot of work. I don't know that I want to go through all this work to get a pre-approval. Well, that's actually good because if that's what you're thinking, then you're probably not ready to buy a house because the actual art of buying a house is very serious. It's very tedious. There's a lot of paperwork. It's a long process. There's a lot that's involved yeah. in the 30 to 60 days prior to um, – prior to, you know, getting closed, you know, getting your offer accepted, going through the settlement process and getting closed on. If you're not wanting to take the, what in my opinion are the easy steps to get pre-approved, then what's going to happen when we, when we get under a contract and you've got to, you know, work on your loan application, you've got to get title open, home inspections ordered, you know, the appraisal and everything else that's going on. Maybe it's a good indicator that you're not quite ready to buy a house yet, because if you are ready to buy a house, getting pre-approved is a no brainer. You will know to do it and you know to get the process started immediately with a with a high quality um lender that can make sure you are appropriately making offers on houses that you can afford okay uh all great points there get your pre-approval guys and get that letter um, if you are uh, interested, you are ready to, you're thinking about buying or selling, Jason is ready to help you. He, even if it's early in the process, you need more information, you need a little hand-holding, you need some advice, uh, Jason is there for you. You can reach out to Jason at 412-651-4638 or jason.wilcox at pittsburghmoves.com. Okay, guys. Next, tune in next week when we will be discussing multiple bid situations. Until then, have a great week, and we'll catch you all on the next Really Real Real Estate Podcast.